News Talk's Executive Chair. Delighted to be joined in the Executive Chair this week by Aidan Comerford. He's the sales manager and co-owner of Comerford's Bakery, a family business uh, that produces a staggering 1 million buns a week and 250,000 cakes uh, all the way down there in County Kildare. Aidan, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby. Now, th- this business was started by your father and your two uncles. Um, uh, you now working it with your two brothers. Uh, is there cousins in the business as well? Uh, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> in, in and out now so and again. Is it, yeah. is it, in terms of the family scenario, just tell me about that. Um, uh, who does what? Who's involved? Yeah, well, I, my, actually, my grandfather started the company, uh, Dan Comerford, originally and um, into my house. And then it went on from him then into the, his sons, my father and my two uncles, uh, Aidan, Danny and Peter. And uh, my two older brothers, John and Finton, they now look after the company with me. Um, John looks after kind of finance and operations. Finton is in production and um, I look after sales. Right, okay. Uh, and in, in terms of the the, fa- the family dynamic, it's important that you all do something different, is it? Or do you find that, that it's better that everybody has their own sort of department? Yeah, well, you see, everybody builds up skills and expertise in their own individual areas. Yeah. Um, you know, if you focus on kind of one thing, you, you get a bit better at it. Um, and, you know, if in terms of like, you know, we, we never really have a whole lot of conflict or anything like that. It's all it's all very easy going. It's interesting, is it not, Aidan, how the bakery business has evolved? Uh, again, I was involved in, in Bewley's back, bakery back in the day. Uh, we, we saw almost, did we not, uh, the the almost the end of the craft bakery uh, back in the early nineties again when 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 par baking became the thing and we lost a lot of the the skills around craft baking. Um, where is the industry at now? In terms of the industry, craft bakeries, you have a small resurgence in craft bakeries. You know, in in, in recent years, um, very much so still. Dominated by the you know the the bigger kind of plant bakeries, yeah. Um, but it, it it's broken up into sections. There's 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 a, a a kind of an area a route to market for for everybody. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it would be dominated by the larger bakeries. When you talk about uh, the bakery business, like you know, when you think about tough businesses, if you talk about a product that only lasts a certain number of hours, it has to be made in the middle of the night. Uh, there's a low value. Uh, price point on it. It it it's it, it's all the things you don't want in a business almost coming together in one place. Yeah, it's 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 difficult and it's competitive. You know, because we export quite a bit. You know, some of our competitors are are, are massive. You know, they're huge, huge companies. Um, so you have to you know be you know play it uh, very shrewd, and you need scale. And um, yeah, it's it's difficult. So one of the turning points for your business, and again, I know you used to be in the sort of traditional craft business and the advanced sales operations going around the country and that, but the arrival of the German discounters, they're no longer discounters, but that's what they kind of are known into this country. Uh, your your neighbours, uh, Little, uh, they were down uh, close to you. You started working with them, what, 12, 13 years ago? Um I or think even it, longer. It could be, I think around 2001. Right. It's around 18 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about that relationship and what that has done for your business. Well, prior to dealing with Lidl, we, we were a relatively small business. Um, we probably had 25, 30 staff at that point. 
Um, kind of geographically, we were close, as you're saying, to, to Lidl. So that, I think, helped uh, in terms of that first contact. Um, Lidl were quite, obviously, they were small. They'd only just opened the first couple of stores. Excuse me. So we were also small and together we were able to kind of grow kind of hand in hand, which if you had a small bakery like that and a large retailer, a very well-established retailer yeah. immediately went and looked for them to make a product, that that, that can be kind of like a shock yeah. into the into the no, business. No, I, I understand absolutely what you're saying. With, so yeah. you were able to grow with Little. Uh, again, they started here with relatively uh, humble beginnings. They now have, I think, between Little and Aldi, they have over a quarter of the uh, of the Irish grocery market. So you were able to grow the business in tandem with their growth. Yeah. And tell me about the type of products then that you supply uh, to Little. Oh, it's a wide range. I think we uh, 12 lines at the moment, Swiss rolls, um, queen cakes, loaf cakes. Okay. Um, we supply quite a bit under their uh, bridge bakery. So yeah. a, lo- a lot of your uh, export opportunity then came through Little. So you supply, what is it, 700 Littles in the UK? Yeah. Tell me about that arm of the business. How long are you doing that? We're probably doing that three years, I'd right. say roughly three years. I think that for, for we probably expanded into the UK a little, a little before that. But I suppose the working with Lidl kind of, it got us to a kind of a point where it forced us to become more and more professional in, in how, how we approach manufacture and how we approach the business. Uh, it got us up to a level where we could compete then on the kind of larger scale and compete in the UK, compete on the continent. Um, and it, yeah, we, we, we went over and, and looked at the UK market and, and we saw gaps and we saw opportunities and, and we went went for it. You say Brexit is like fighting shadows because you don't really know and none of us really know. what the, what What's your best guess on the impact it'll have on your business? My best guess is that it's going to be certainly a significant Im- impact no matter what result almost comes out of it at this stage. Uh, the impact has already been substantial. In, in what term, sense? Well, for one thing, currency fluctuations have been very difficult to manage over the last couple of years. Right. Um, the the cost of time and effort and labour in terms of uh, preparing for Brexit has been significant. Right. And the distraction from your you know from your core goals that you would have established prior to any Brexit vote. Yeah. You would have had core goals that you're trying to achieve, trying to hit. And it's a negative space, largely, because yeah. you're focusing on this whole area that you kind of don't know where it's going to go, but yet you still have to think about it all the time. Yeah, and there's no benefit to, to that, you know, to yeah. thinking about it and to working on it. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. no progress with it. So, okay, so you're, you, you've, you've done as much as you can in terms of, of, of I suppose, second-guessing it, but some of it is still in the lap of the gods. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of a force of nature. You don't know exactly what form or shape it's going to take. So it is difficult to prepare for. Now, we we do, we have prepared quite a bit for it. Um, Board Bia, Enterprise Ireland, they're both been, you know, working very kind of closely with, you know, not just ourselves, but, you know, companies all over the country uh, and, and doing fantastic work, you know, preparing us for whatever eventuality is comes to pass. Um, and a lot of some of the retailers as well, like for instance, with, with, with you know, to harken back to Lidl again, we've we've worked quite closely with their team in the Lidl head office um, to kind of prepare from, from okay. you know. Uh, you say that uh, you've got two new production lines upcoming that are coming, but they're top secret. 
Why are they top secret? Well, <laughs> we, we generally don't release anything. Um, it's a competitive uh, business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I don't want our competition to know what's coming around the corner for them either. You know, so um, yeah, we, I keep tight lipped on that. It's one. one of the things I love about the bakery business that you've got to be. There's always a bit of intrigue. There's a bit of mystery, mm. and you've got to second guess and be ahead of the competition. No, it's, the industry is like days of our lives. Right, and um, just finally then, Aidan, are you optimistic for the business? Again, you've seen magnificent growth. You're in a 60,000 premises, square foot premises now. Are you optimistic about the future? Yeah, very optimistic about the future. Uh, you know, in terms of the, of the bakery itself, everything is going to plan. Um, obviously, Brexit is a major concern. You know, that's, that's probably the biggest, uh, it's, it's a dark cloud hanging over us. Okay, well, look, we wish you well. It's a great business and, and keep doing what you're doing and all those employees down there in Kildare. Uh, Aidan Comerford from CEO of Comfort's Bakery. That's all we've got time for today, folks. A huge thanks, as always, to our producer, John Fardy, our researcher was Sarah Rowan. Martha also helped out. Jojo Cardoza was on sound. Uh, up next, Future Proof with Jonathan McRae. Enjoy the rugby, enjoy the weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.